0: We're back. Money Mondays. What's happening? Everyone, what's happening? Lucas, how are you? I'm
1: fantastic. How are you, my friend? I'm really good. I was just in
0: Florida. I hope you can see that I'm tanner in this video than the last one that we recorded. Very bright and
1: vibrant. That's for sure. (laughs) I
0: I worked on my golf game. I rode some bikes. It was great.
1: (laughs) You got some golf stripes on. I feel like I like it. Some Boston golf stripes.
0: Look good, feel good because my my game's not totally there. So I at least need to dress the part
1: and feel like (laughs) I'm killing it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters.
0: Well, so I'm super excited to have you back on for the second Monday of Money Mondays. I feel like last week was super fun and we got to touch upon just kind of where we are in our journey and what has kind of led to all of this um so i'm excited this week to maybe dive into i don't know a little bit deeper of a certain aspect of it or i don't sure. know what what are we going to talk about today what's on what's on your mind how are you what's your journey been recently uh
1: i'm fantastic uh we have lots of snow here in aspen uh lots of snow um so that's good um and yeah i've just been doing all kinds of things and stuff and, you know, the usual. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I would say, you know, last week we we talked about our history uh, or my history a little bit and whatnot and how we met and all that good stuff. Um, And we touched on a couple different things. And what I thought we would start with is the idea that we don't talk about money um, because we're here to talk about money. (laughs) And I think probably the most crucial point around this is, you know, when you when you start getting out there into the world and you start listening to, you know, start pursuing money knowledge, um, which I've been doing since I've been 17 years old, um, there's techniques, there's practical matters, there's, you know, it always inevitably gets into investing and, and, you know, more complex subjects. But something that nobody really ever talks about, um, with the exception of Ken Honda, is at least that I've come across, is um, you know how we relate to money and just the simple fact that most people don't talk about money. And I think that while everyone knows that they don't talk about money, no one really talks about this. No one ever investigates it. No one ever thinks about how in in my belief from my point of view uh how detrimental this actually is which is the whole reason that we're here to chat about it on a regular consistent basis there are so many different things that we will talk about and and you know to me it seems like if we have you know one particular focus in each episode that allows us to really dive deep into that particular thing and expand on that and i think that a lot of these topics deserve expansion. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, um, I wanted to start off with the idea, and I want to invite you in as well to um, interact with this, which is you know, m- most of us are raised with this idea, or we have at least heard this idea that it's either not polite to talk about money, uh, it can be rude to talk about money. Um, nobody wants to hear about your money problems. Uh, you don't want to burden other people with uh, your problems because let's be honest, most of the time when we're talking about money, it's it's our problems with money. Um, you know, you can learn about all the techniques and stuff, but who do you talk to about your problems? And then, as you start to dive into that, if you've had the unfortunate situation of being in debt. Um, being in you know having some big money troubles you start to understand like this doesn't feel good and this might even be kind of embarrassing to bring up with other people um i don't know who to turn to who would i even talk to about this and then so you turn to the internet and as you start searching there you find an entire industry dedicated towards money troubles and helping you with your money troubles. And to me, this entire industry seems very predatory, debt relief, debt consolidation, and all of these things. And while there might be some genuine help mixed in there to be able to find that is gonna be kind of challenging. So the reason I fast forward to this search and money troubles is it's all rooted in this idea that we're not talking about money. And while it might come from, uh, I don't know, a simple place, you know, maybe mom or dad or an aunt, uncle, grandparent at some point told you, you know, it's it's not polite to talk about money or it's not polite to talk about money at the table or whatever it might be. What I would like to examine is why. Mm -hmm. And we could look at where did that even come from, but I don't think it really matters other than the fact, at least in my point of view, is that. This idea has been handed down from generation to generation to generation, so it's something that's just floating in the background that nobody really even questions most of the time, and nobody challenges. Um, Vishen Lekiani over at Mind Valley, he um, he wrote in his book uh, "Code of the Extraordinary Mind," he talks about rules, bullshit rules these rules that have been handed down from generation to generation in society, by society, that like, where did they even come from? And why are we still following these ridiculous out of date ideas? I think not talking about money and that it's rude and all the other iterations of that are a perfect example of a rule whose time has come to be broken. Yeah. you know.
0: And I I think it can be tricky because in one sense, it's like when you don't have, say, money or the relationship with money that, you know, you would like, nobody wants to go around just complaining to people. Like, I mean, I guess some people enjoy that, but I think a lot of us, we don't want to burden someone else with, you know, our complaints or and then on the other side of the spectrum, say you are doing really well in life and you have money to be talking about that. To me, it's almost like this humility game of like, how do you talk about something that maybe is is very sensitive for someone in a different light um, in a way that doesn't come across as bragging or hey, look where I have look what I'm driving or how I'm doing this and not saying that's what you would talk about. But I don't know, just in that sense of when you don't have it, it's almost like this like complaining sense. And when when it's going great, So what is what is kind of, I guess, like the entrance point into talking about it, like in a generic way, that's kind of like in this middle ground of like, how do we talk about a subject that's so complex for everyone and so different? And that at the end of the day, and we've talked about this before, is just like the simple fact that sometimes talking about it isn't fun, like how talking about the sports game is fun. And it's not that, you know, people are just like, purposely avoiding it. It's more of just, I, you know, you, you want to talk about some light topics to start your day and stuff like that. So where does that all come into play in this realm of, of talking about money?
1: Sure. So, um, I mean, there's several different points there. Um, but what I would say is let's, let's simplify. Let's start at the beginning, which is the way that you were raised. Okay your relationship with money, uh, your relationship with everything in the world was developed and the foundation was laid by the time you were seven years old. So you were picking up on how to view the world and how to relate to the world up until that point. Now you continue to do that, of course, as you get older, but your core foundation is laid and that includes money, so for instance, if you were raised in a household where it's not polite to talk about money, then that idea is embedded into you and it's in your subconscious. It's not just floating around in, in on the surface there. So even if you wanted to let it go, you can't just let it go like that. It takes some investigation as to why you're still carrying that around and, and what I call a money hangup. So the reason why if- I bring this up Go ahead.
0: Yeah. What if it's not just coming from a polite aspect? What if it's from more of just like it just wasn't talked about? Like I was never taught that it like was impolite to be talked about or anything. It just simply wasn't a topic that was being talked about, you know,
1: which in that situation, I would say the absence of talking about it is also the idea that we don't talk about money. And so it's this insidious idea that just sits there underneath everything. And the truth is, is money, we, we, we interact with money in, in almost every facet of our lives from from, you know, well, not from the day we're born, but, you know, when we get old enough and have a job all the way until we're gone. And so there's this huge situation, this huge relationship in your life that nobody talks about, nobody teaches you about. You're definitely not going to learn anything about it in school other than, you know, maybe a finance class or something. So I guess what my point is, is this idea goes much deeper than it's not polite. Yeah, That's, it's pretty. It's, the, it's crazy to me
0: how there's not more of a focus in school nowadays on like how to make money in the modern day world and like actually right. like what to do with your money. Because it's like right. we were all taught, like you said, maybe one finance class growing up and like. I didn't, like, I learned how to, I think, balance a checkbook. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I don't even have a checkbook. I don't, right. I shouldn't, I that info didn't retain. And I don't know, I've had to learn everything that I've I've come to know about money through the resources of people in my life. Like, thank God I have, my dad is someone that I can talk to about money. Right. It's not something that we've talked extensively about through my childhood, but mm. as I've gotten older and developed my own relationship with it, It's nice to have someone to be able to talk to about it. And someone like you that on the reg outside of these conversations where we're always diving into these types of things. Um, But I think, yeah, it's just not so natural in a world where it's like where, like you said, where we're going about our day, just kind of politely. I don't know, just politely being in in like a casual sense, nothing wrong with that, but
1: so, and, and this again is my point, is the idea that people talk about sports, people talk about um, celebrities, people talk about news, they talk about all kinds of different things, but they don't talk about money. And, and I, I kind of made the point last week, which is, is a silly uh, point, but if you're in a relationship with another human being, whether it's a romantic relationship or a best friend or a parent or whomever, if you guys aren't, if you guys are having issues and you're not talking about any of them, what happens to those issues? Do they magically go away? Mm-hmm. Do they magically get better? Um, do all of a sudden like you're a you're a badass with with that situation? Or do they just progressively get worse? And so the question you asked earlier, which was, you know, some situations it's not fun to talk about money, some situations it's actually not polite. You don't want to be a burden to anyone, or if you have money, you don't want to feel showy, each one of these ways of relating to that are ideals that have stemmed from the root, which is we don't talk about money. And the truth is, is the more you talk about anything, the more familiar you become with it, the more you normalize whatever that situation is. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because for most people, for most of the population around the globe, we are not—we don't have a good relationship with money. And there's a reason for that. It's rooted in the idea that we don't talk about money. Now, I wanna point out that if you're a entrepreneur, a business owner, um, if you're wealthy, if you're doing well for yourself, guess what? You talk about money all the time you're either learning about money from other people that maybe it's a class or maybe it's a book or a podcast where they're talking about money and so that's becoming a normal thing for you uh or maybe you're raised in a family where you know uh i have i do have actual friends that were raised talking about money and guess what their relationship with money was built on that foundation, and it's just a much better experience for them in life. Now, to the point that because it was normalized for them or because someone like yourself, as you start pursuing knowledge around money, now that it's becoming um, more of an area of focus for you uh, so that you can live a decent life or whatever your goals are, well, now it's become a priority. And so you have your father there that you can talk with, and you know some people might have that, but a lot of people probably don't. So it's this insidious idea, so to speak, that nobody talks about, and that's the point, which is school's not teaching you anything about it. Most family situations, most upbringing situations, I should say, say, are not talking about it. And so where are you learning about money? it's just other things that you're picking up from other people and from social feeds and things like that. And let's be honest, we all know that those can have a they can have a positive effect, but they can also have a detrimental effect. Either one, it doesn't really matter because if your foundation with money doesn't even exist or it exists in the way of I don't know anything about it and it's we're just not going to talk about it then the situation's never going to get better.
0: Yeah, and so it it doesn't necessarily need to be like this whole in-depth kind of world of of touching upon the sorrows of it or the highs of it. It, it can be a little bit more simple based like and would that be even like talking say like about your investments with like your friends, like talking about maybe the stocks, if you're into investing in stocks, like is that, can it be as simple as just simply talking about things in the money world like that? Or are we talking more about talking about our necessarily relationship to it? Like when you say talk about money, is it, can it be that simple? Like, is that maybe a healthy start to talk about like with your friends, like some of your investment projects that you're thinking of doing, or maybe I mean, when I, when I had ideas to buy a bunch of new audio gear in the past, I definitely like talk to you about some of the investment tactics behind all of that. And so I think that too, can maybe help is just, it doesn't need to be so, so in depth and like,
1: brainy. no, not at all. It can just be I, I as mean,
0: simple as talking about what it's just
1: talking about it. Yeah. Anything we want to talk about, yeah. about money, but I think about that's a, a new thing. It's subject. kinda, it's, it's new to picture it in that way. Yeah. You know, it's about bringing up the subject no matter what it is whether it's your relationship to money and you might talk about talk to specific people about that you could be talking about an investment and you might be talking to someone else about that but it's this idea of normalizing the conversation around money no matter what it is yeah and so let's go into as an example your exp- your recent experience with you know you had some money come in and you have some, uh, some goals with the podcast, with DJing, with lots of different things, with production. And so that requires uh, equipment and that requires an investment into that. So think about where you were before that conversation and the ideas that you had about where and how you were going to spend your money. And then by us having a simple conversation, at the end of that, I think you decided to go a very different route. And now, six months later, or four, whatever it's been, you can look back at that. Let's let's examine briefly what talking about money did for you in that situation.
0: Yeah, I think for me, it's just, it gives you that outside perspective that we could never ever have on our own situation. Because yeah. it's like in the moment, I was looking at investing a lot of money into like really expensive audio gear. Um, and that was, at the time, it was like, I. it was, yeah, as everyone knows, the, the audio gear world, it ranges from kind of, you know, mid-lower end prices all the way up to extensive, crazy numbers. Um, and I think I was still connected a bit to the glitz and glam aspect of like having the best dopest gear, where it's like, I have other business projects actually happening right now that I'm realizing are way more important than having the dopest audio gear in the world. So that's where I was able to get an insight into seeing the bigger picture and to be like, oh, wait, like, yes, in this one faucet of my life, in this one avenue of music production and DJing and stuff, this would, yes, add to a really sick studio setup and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, like you said, the podcast, some of these other business things that I have going on in my life are actually what's motivating me and actually what's what's inspiring me to keep moving in a creative direction um and I'm so glad that we had that talk because like you said I ended up going a different avenue um and that in the end like now I'm at a place where I feel like I'm in a very comfortable good foundation to be starting you know this podcast and all these projects that are happening and and some of the stuff I have in my future so
1: so so the point being is by having a simple conversation, um, you know, you expanded your awareness and your reality to your situation. And rather than going one route that would have been very costly, um, and maybe limited you in other areas, you decided to go another route. And so that's benefited you.
0: Yeah, and I so- think it's funny because it can be hard, I think, because we almost like know what the, what our friends are going to tell us, but we don't want to hear that answer. Cause it's like, I want the glitz and gold. And it's like, yeah. that I think can be challenging when it's like, deep down. I kind of
1: know what he's going to say. I don't want to hear think it. <laughs> personally. So ask yourself this, if you're listening to this right now, ask yourself, you already know the answers to most of the things that are going on with, with you and while you might ask for, you know, help from a friend or advice or whatever, you still kind of already know what you're going to do or what's right for you. Now, a lot of us tend to avoid listening to that inner voice because, as you said, you I, I, I want the most, you know, expensive, nicest gear as yeah, well, like, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. does it make sense? And if you know that you have a friend that's going to tell you, eh, maybe it doesn't, That might not be something you wanna hear, but it might be something you need to hear as an example. So this is the same thing with money. Now, if you were raised in a family where you're just kind of always talking about it and it's been normalized, then these types of conversations happen within a couple of minutes here or there. And that sets you up for success in how you relate with money versus if you're never talking about it or you're, you were raised with the uh the idea that not only do you never talk about it but you sh- you should never talk about it that it's very impolite or rude or whatever that you might be carrying around So the point is is that in one side by just opening up and talking about any of it uh, uh-huh. with anybody not necessarily I'm, I'm not going to go up to a stranger on the street and just start talking about money <laughs> but if I have, a scenario that's going on, I might pull in one or two people that I respect um, who either A, have a good relationship with money or B, I might even ask someone who doesn't have a good relationship with money just so I know where what not to do, to like reaffirm, you know what, I really wanna buy the super expensive equipment and this person's telling me I should, but I think I know that that probably wouldn't be a good choice, you know, or, or whatever. I mean, that's that's up to you. But the idea of chatting about it on a regular basis, normalizing it, um, you start to develop a relationship with money. And then you get to start to see that you can see the friend or the mentor or the teacher or whomever, the parent that does have a pretty good relationship with money, or at least in a very experienced relationship with money. And you're hearing what they have to say about it, about your situation. And then you have another person in your life that maybe doesn't. And you can kind of say, okay, where do I want to be with this? Maybe somewhere in the middle, you know? Yeah. So it's that idea of of talking about it. And, you know, I personally think, as I said, it's it's a bullshit rule that it's always kind of just been running in the background that a lot of people don't think about. And I would say, question it. Why is it there in the first place? Is it benefiting you to not talk about money? And that's the biggest question here, which is just asking yourself, by not talking about money with other people in my life or about learning about money or about carrying around this idea that I never talk about it, is that helping me right now in life, financially and otherwise, or is that not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and the other the other ingredient of this is, let's be honest, let's say that you've got a secret that you can't tell anybody and you know, or haven't for a long time. and maybe it's kind of eating at you a little bit and, and eventually you do share it with somebody. There's a tremendous sense of relief there when you do that. This is really no different. If you're constantly holding everything inside and never discussing it, Um, around anything, but our focus is on money, then when you finally do and you start to normalize the conversation, even if it's once a year that you're having the conversation or once a month, whatever, you feel better. You feel lighter because now it's not this dirty little secret in, in the closet. It's something that's out in the open that you can be fine with. Yeah. Well, the other part of that, go go ahead. I'm sorry. You No,
0: no, you're good. I was just going to say that. I think it's funny because sometimes, at least in my world, I'm like, I question myself. I'm like, who am I to talk about this topic? Like, I'm no master at this. Like, who am I to talk about this? But then when, but I don't know why we put money on a pedestal because it's like, I'm not an NBA basketball player, but I'll talk about basketball all fucking day long. Like, and okay. I never question my skill in basketball to be able to just talk about it.
1: And so that's, it's such an interesting aspect there. Like, so but, you, you, again, you bring up a beautiful point. I, I, let's dissect what you just said. You'll talk about basketball all day long and you're not a professional basketball player, <laughs> but you- You have no problem, you have full confidence in talking about that, but with money you don't. Meaning, the reason why I say this idea of not talking about it is so insidious is is, this is my point. You are carrying something that you're not even aware of inside of you at a subconscious level that is limiting you and confining you around the conversation of money. You don't want to talk about it. You're afraid to talk, whatever the feelings are. And it's probably a combination of a lot of different feelings. That's why I want to get this out in the open because it's the confinement that you're putting yourself in by not having the conversation, by not normalizing money. You, for some reason, are are hesitant to talk about money. But you're not hesitant to talk about something that, that you know, I know you play basketball, but I don't know that you're on a professional level, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think it right. comes down again to though, like also interest-based where it's like, it's not necessarily like we're unhealthy if we're not talking about money. It's more of like, if we are in a position where we feel stickiness in our financial area, which I have been at on the artist journey. A lot of people can live their lives and maybe they have a great relationship with money. And that's where it's like, there. it's not like, like you don't need to go do plant medicine to become spiritual. Like there are so many different paths to becoming a more evolved human in whatever that looks like. And what's necessary for some people isn't necessary for others. But for me in my journey, it has been apparent that over the last couple of years of even diving into the, the realm of money, let's say you or someone like my dad, it's like, I feel healthier, like my relationship with it, I'm not hiding from it, where it's like, if I have a lot of it, I'm not talking about how I have a lot of it. The talking about it is, hey, dad, what do you think I should be investing this in? Or what What stocks have you been looking at that are like in the future, like what, based on your perspective of all this, like, I don't know, how would you handle this money coming in? Or like, you know, And just being open to ask for guidance, I think is a big one because when we hear talk about this or talk about that, we think about talking as a place of knowing, but it's like if we can actually talk from a place of not knowing and a place of like, ooh, I don't know anything. All I have is my experience. So I can share it openly, not in that it's right, not in that it's wrong and just hear someone else's perspective on it and just maybe ask a question. Like when you meet someone that you said you were valet parking cars in the last episode and like it really opened your eyes to this world and like you just started asking them what they did and how they got there like that alone is such a a simple simple way of talking about money like it's not like you know it's it, it doesn't need to be so direct and heavy and all this stuff it can no, just not be at all. talking but,
1: about it but that and and that just leads us beautifully into when so most people with money troubles. and when I say money troubles, what I mean is you're buried under a tremendous amount of debt, or you're just buried in some amount of debt, um living paycheck to paycheck, uh, getting paid and then your money's gone within a couple of days and you don't know how or where it's even gone. um, feeling stress and anxiety around the subject of money, which let's be honest, most of us people most of us won't talk about money because it's a not fun to talk about money and b it it's you know can trigger something inside of you that's you know doesn't feel good so who wants to do that yeah. but what i would say is that that feeling that anxiousness that animosity that fear that shame or embarrassment that's a direct result of never talking about money and that's the point of this is if you let it go on for a super long time, which most of us do because we have nowhere to turn or no one to talk to about it. Or
0: we don't even know that we can. It's almost like this thing we don't even think of as like that is a possible topic of conversation. Like we're not saying it needs to be talked about, but like most people don't even understand that that's in the cards of like, oh, we could talk
1: about that today. Like (laughs) So when you play that out, when you're not having any conversations around it and all that you're and you're not putting any time and energy about learning about it, excuse me, um, you get to I'm not saying for everybody, but most people get to this place where all of a sudden you are buried under debt. um, You do have some pretty serious financial troubles. And then you're in a really huge bind because you've gone so far down a path that you don't know how to get out of. And the situation then, the conversation then isn't simple and easy and nice. It's really heavy and usually full of a lot of shame and a lot of embarrassment because you got so far down this path. Like What I would say is the more we normalize just talking about money, the less people will experience those extremes. Now, of course, there's always going to be that extreme. It's an extreme. It has to exist for the other two. Mm-hmm. But by just chatting about it, by thinking about it and and maybe inviting a person in here or there, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a boss, maybe it's a family member, uh, a friend, it doesn't really matter. Someone that you care about, someone that you respect, you look up to, but just the idea of normalizing any conversation about money is going to help you. And and what I would say is, it's actually less about talking about money than it is more about breaking the bullshit rule, which is, it's not polite to talk about money.
0: Well, hearing here you say all that, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to go talk about money with people. And then I'm like, oh wait, I'm doing that right now.
1: Exactly. No, so that's, <laughs> like... that's all it is. And now this might <laughs> yeah. seem like a funny thing to talk about in a podcast, But the truth is, is nobody's talking about it. And that's the point is the more you normalize it, the freer you feel and the less stress you're going to feel and the anxiety that you're going to feel. Now, in the coming episodes, we'll get into like deeper issues and we'll talk about all kinds of different things. And and again, that's what the point of this is to talk about money. But I just wanted to point that out to people, because as as you pointed out, most people don't even know that's an option. Because, <laughs> that's in the deck of cards we're playing with? Like that? Really? And and that's what I would invite you to do. And it can be fun. It can be actually exactly. positive. Like It can what? be easy. So, yeah, That's, I think, the biggest point. It's not going to be fun for everybody, but it can be easy. And most people that I work with, they're afraid to face their money fears. I was afraid to face my money shit. You know, like I I had spent, spent and spent and spent for four years in the back of my head, I knew I need to look at my money. I was not budget, I was not doing anything except spending. And this feeling kept building, but guess what? I'd be in Ibiza partying, I'd be in Mexico partying, and, and it would occur to me, like I'm gonna stay here and party and have fun. I didn't wanna look at any of that. And then four and a half years in, I thought, okay, It's time to face the music. That shit was painful and not fun, not pleasant. But guess what? I was surprised at that once I looked at it, I became immediately free of all the anxiousness and all of the overwhelm and worry around not looking at it. And yeah, it wasn't pleasant, it wasn't fun because I let it go really far uh, in one direction. But I felt so much better. And when I felt better, i the way I describe it is I had like a blank canvas to start painting from. And I was kind of free of, I wasn't free of the money problem, the, the money being spent. I was free of the anxiety and the overwhelm and the fear and the shame and the embarrassment that I was feeling. That is the issue with money, it's not money. So the more that we talk about it and the more that you're willing to normalize it, you may not even get to the point that I was at. But if you're already at that point or you're in deeper or you're very close to that, know that by talking to somebody, call me. If you are listening to this and you are stuck, I won't even charge you. Call me and we'll have a brief conversation uh, three, four minutes, and then I'll start charging. I'm kidding. Um, We'll have a brief conversation. <laughs> you get 32 about... seconds to explain exactly, it all. <laughs> exactly. And then it's a dollar a minute. Um, <laughs> exactly. so, so that idea is like, you know, I, I know so many people that because they've never talked about money and they don't have anyone in their family to talk to money or talk with money about, they, they don't. And then they do get into debt, especially around the lockdowns lots of people, excuse me, um, got into really bad situations financially. And that debt is just built and built and built. And then once that gets going, we know it just gets out of hand and they didn't know where to turn to. So many of my, my clients and students, I should say, they have turned to before the big split, um, they've turned towards a debt consolidation and things like this. And man, They're just so predatory, most of them, and they're just taking advantage because if you're in that position, you don't know what to do because you've never talked about money. And so now you have these people preying on you, taking advantage because you don't know what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of on you because you've never, I mean, not kind of, it is on you because you've never spent any time learning about money or just talking about it, normalizing it. And so it's gotten out of control. That's my greatest interest with, with all of this, with the big split and talking with you is I've been in that position and I know what it feels like. And honestly, you can't really show up in life in any other way. You, It's hard to have a good day when you have all of this crippling debt suffocating you. It's hard to be pleasant and happy or have goals and create things and just be chill when you have this monumental weight over top of you. I would assert that that's a direct result from never talking about money. So it's that simple. So this is the, like, let's call this episode one or two, like this is the beginning. So we're talking about this because the more you normalize the conversation around money, the more you start to change from the inside out Money is not changing. The problems are still there, but you're starting to become open and you're not hiding from them. And that's the first step in this situation.
0: Yeah. It's almost like that whole ignorance is bliss until it's not. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: when it's not, oof. Yeah.
0: Where it's like, it's, it's way easier just relating it to like, I just like to think of it as in terms of like other areas of life. And it's, I think about like exercise, it's like we're just exercising our money muscle. Let's just call it that where it's like it is something that we all are dealing with. Sometimes it looks good, sometimes it looks bad, blah, blah, blah. But it's like if we can exercise, just like when we go to the gym and exercise over time, like that's when you'll see results and exercising doesn't look one certain way. Like you could go to the gym, you could play basketball, you could do so many different things to exercise that muscle. And it's just it's going to lead towards growth. And part of exercising, though, is literally ripping the muscle, tearing it in like micro tears in order for it to build even bigger. So it's like there is this part of like part of the process, maybe tearing open some of these whatever they are, maybe wounds or traumas or old habits of thinking or just straight up ignorance, which is not a bad thing. Ignorance just means no one was there to show us the door into the realm like and I think that's where like ignorance, it's its not a bad thing. Like ignorance gets a bad rap, but ignorance is up to the world to be showing everyone these ideas and whatever resonates with them. Like it's on, it's up to all of us to be sharing, right. you know, our and own it's, experiences. It's,
1: I would also say that it's also up to you. You know, ignorance can be changed like that. That's one of the few things in this world that you do have control over because you have access at this point to every bit of information you could possibly want. So if you make it, you know, you, like you said earlier, if you have an interest or a priority, uh, even if you don't have an interest, there are certain things in life that we need to know how to do, Mm -hmm. whether you want to deal with them or not. And money is one of those things. Now, all it requires is listening to this and talking about it a little bit. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you've up-leveled very significantly your whole experience with money just by doing that. Yeah. You know, And, and then like, it's a progression.
0: Yeah. You know? And I really like how you talked about your involvement with just like the feelings around it, how when this all first clicked to you, it's not like your money problems went away. It was the inner problems that kind of faded the anxiety, the this, the all of that. Because at the end of the day, I think that is like it's determining our reality way more than the what it's the you know, it's how 100%. we're relating to it all.
1: Yeah. It's not the money in this situation, which is why when we talk about money, we're rarely going to talk about money, even though we'll use the word. And if you count it in this episode, it's probably 7,000 times it's mentioned already. (laughs) But we're not really here to talk about money. We're talking about our experience with money because that is the thing that's either propelling you forward or keeping you stuck. Yep. And no one talks about that and no one realizes that. So that's what we're here to do is we're going to shed a tremendous amount of light onto the way that we think and view and perceive money. And just by doing that, your entire experience with money will shift. Let's let's take you for example. Let's call it four years ago. When you weren't really thinking about money and you had that relationship and you weren't talking about it, there was that experience. Now, over the last three to four years, you've shifted that. And while you don't talk about it all the time, it's on your radar and your relationship has changed. Has your money situation completely changed? I don't know. Like only you can answer that. but. It's not about the dollars in the accounts that's important. It's about what's going on in here because- Yeah, I, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's all in the perceptional shifts. And sometimes those are just way, like they don't need to be so in depth. And I know for me, a few years back, I was in a lot of credit debt that I felt overwhelmed by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, I I was able to view this with the help of you and Ken Honda and some of these other classes that I started taking. It wasn't like overnight that changed. But in one class, I learned that, wow, I can look at Chase Bank as either, oh, they're sucking life out of me and this is the worst credit. But it's like, wait, I'm so blessed that a bank gave me money and, and said, here you go. And we trust you to pay us back. Like, what a beautiful concept. Like, thank you, Chase Bank, for trusting me of all people to go travel around the world, do my thing for years. Yeah, kind of like I made it all work and you know, did some investing, but maybe not the wisest. And like the fact that they never questioned it, they've always been there, they've always been answering my phone calls, even when I owe them a lot of money. It's like The whole just perception of how we view it is like, wow, what a day and age we live in that, like, if you choose to get a credit card and use it, like, that's a blessing that you're using in this modern time. It's not like a thing that's pushed upon people and like, it just sucks. Like, you know, it's how we view it. And that to me, like, changed my whole world. And now it's like how money is my friend. So is Chase Bank. So are the money institutions that I involve myself with. Like, I view all of these people or things or energies as as my friends and that's like cool and you know yeah
1: now (laughs) you know and, and again it's we could easily say that over the last four years your relationship to money has changed and it's expanding and another way to put that is the way that you perceive money has changed the way that you view money the way that you relate to money the things that you think about the the thoughts in your head relating to money are shifting. And as they do, your experience with money is expanding. And I would, I would assume, and you can answer this, in this period of time, what has happened with the anxiety, the overwhelm, and whatever other repressive feelings you were feeling what has happened to those? Do you still feel them in the same degree that you did back then? Or what?
0: Absolutely not. I mean, they've become exposed. I feel like once you shine a light on things, and once you just actually like see them, not as good, not as bad, but just like recognize things. Yeah. All of a sudden, you can't unshine a light. It's like once you shine a light in a dark room, and you know, what's there, you could turn the flashlight off, but you still know a couch is sitting right there. Right? It's like you can do it, but you can never undo it. So it's like I think that for me, it was just, yeah, just opening up to, you know, just people in my life, like a couple people, whether that be you or my dad or like even taking an online class, like in my own time when I was feeling sticky around it. And like, I think that to me has been like, whoa, it doesn't like every I feel like all the lessons in my life that I learned, like it's never the what it's never the actual situation at the end of the day that we find ourselves in. It's how we're perceiving it all. It's how we're relating it to it all. It's how we feel about it. Like you said, it's the thoughts that are running through our head. Does it feel right. like compressed headache, like scary thoughts that are just like slipping in and you want to push them out? Right. Or are they like thoughts that maybe come in? And like you said, it's like, mm, I'd rather just go to Ibiza and maybe take an ecstasy and forget about it because I'm living in the moment. Right. But I've really learned that life, to me at least, has become a balance of living in the moment, but also living for tomorrow. And that whole, you know, just aspect of trusting in the process and exercising our money muscle. I just like, I really like that aspect because it just looks different every day and you can be creative with it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Exactly. And yeah. And what some people even look at, even like look at physique in the exercise world, like what some people look at as the richest body, other people look at a different type of physique as the richest body. So money's an interesting one where it's counted in a number that goes higher. So we all think of like, the more we have, the better it is. But like some people, you wouldn't aren't attracted to complete muscle, like fitness buffs, where they're attracted to actually a more toned down physique that is used in a a different way that attracts them more. Right. So it's that same theory of like, it can look different. It doesn't need to be a lot. It doesn't need to be a little, like it's such a vast field, yeah, of just it's, seeing it's, a beauty and appreciation in it.
1: You know, yeah. there's, there's no right or wrong way. There's your way. And what yeah. I mean by that to the listeners, if if you're not viewing this is there's your way to do things and you know, yourself best and you know, what works for you and what doesn't. And and if you're like me, I'm constantly exploring what works for me, what doesn't. And that shifts and changes all the time. But as I explore this, I'm testing and learning and I'm expanding and growing. And sometimes those things don't feel good, but sometimes they're amazing. And all of it in general is. And I, I really love your uh, kind of metaphor uh, about the the fitness. And I what I was thinking was, some people out there that are listening, maybe they don't actually work out. And while they understand the concept, what I would like to present is this idea that you could equate your relationship with money to your relationship with anything else in life. So let's say a job. Were you awesome at that job when you first started? No. But if you never discussed it with anyone and you never learned anything, would you have become better at that job? No. You had to slowly, incrementally get better through experience and time. It's the same thing with a workout. If you were learning a language as an example, you're not gonna be able to speak that language in the beginning. In fact, I really like this one because I would assert by not talking about money, the language that you have learned with money is avoidance. And from avoidance, all kinds of other things stem like embarrassment, shame, uh, fear, whatever, greed. uh, I mean, it can go the other route as well. So that's the languages you've learned. So if you've never practiced anything else, if you've never practiced a healthy relationship with money, it's like kind of like learning a new language. Well, you can't speak it because you've never practiced. So you're in a position where not only are you going to start with, by listening to the podcast and, and you know, whatnot, you'll start learning how to speak a new language, but you also have to learn how to maybe let go of the old language that's not serving you. Not every part of it, but the parts that are not serving you. And so what I mean by that is if you recognize, uh, I, I share in in uh, in the Big Split that Um, Growing up, I always heard a phrase, uh, we don't have money and we never will. Now, that particular thought, like the the same thought of we don't talk about money or the money is the root of all evil, was fairly detrimental to me in the sense that I believed that for a very long time. And then it was also a positive thought, or I turned it into one because I decided, you know what, that's not my story. I'll make sure that I figure out how to, to make money so it propelled me forward but that was my choice on how to perceive that and and then eventually i just let the thought go altogether because i realized that yeah that's part of the old language that i learned and no one taught that to me intentionally it wasn't they weren't trying to harm me but that's something that i learned and it's no longer serving me in this place that i'm at this new relationship with money that i have So I just let it go. And and I acknowledged that it was beneficial for me to propel me forward. But I also acknowledged that it was keeping me confined. So by talking about these things and just bringing them to light, you start to realize like, wow, okay, well, it's like a workout or learning a language or getting good at a job. It takes time and it takes practice. Mm-hmm. And the more you practice it, i.e. the more you talk about it, the better you be- you become mm-hmm. and the more expansive you become. So that's what I wanted to share.
0: You know? Yeah. And I think just like recognizing that the validation will not necessarily come in the external sense that we're thinking of. It's going to come from the internal world. Because it's like, once we start practicing all this, it's not like out of nowhere, we're gonna have a red Ferrari in our driveway, which maybe you will like, and that's when we actually believe that's a possibility. That's when those things can actually happen. Um, so one, it's like, I think not having a limited mindset about anything, like anything is possible, even in the world of money, no matter what position we're in right now, anything's possible. Um. And things do sometimes decades happen in days, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I mean, I've had parts of my journey where I've been calling you like every three days. I'm like, you won't believe what just happened. Like, You won't believe how money just showed up for me, like just random times and it just comes. But then there'll be months without any without any interaction in a certain way that's maybe healthier, beneficial for long term investment and stuff. So I just think of it as like it's always coming in a different way, in a different form and how a healthy relationship Just in the general world of relationship, there's not there's not a general like what that looks like. It's more of like how that is like a healthy relationship that has to do with honesty, with compassion, with integrity, with speaking your truth, with vulnerability. These are the traits like what that looks like for my like for my relationships. That's going to look very different than for your relationships. Than for our parents' relationships, like there is no like we all have this idea of what a good relationship is, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean like what it looks like, like going to soccer games for dates or going to th- it's like that doesn't that doesn't matter. It's more the principles that are underlying the whole experience. Right. And I think we just become more aware of what these principles are for our own journey when we start talking about it because until then you we don't even realize that we're sitting on a foundation of principles that maybe hasn't been updated in 20 years. It's a exactly. it's an outdated software, you know. And even the best yeah. computers if they're running on old software, they won't work. It could be a brand fucking new computer and if yeah. it has old software in it, it's not going to run. Right.
1: So that's simple upgrading the software and yeah, yeah, yeah. exercising it. Right. And and utilizing it. And and the last thing I'd say, and we can get into this in another session, but I wanted to bring it up for that reason. So I don't forget. Um, you talked about the idea of, um, you know, or you started to go in that path, I thought of money coming in and coming out. Money kind of flows in and out. And we both learned that from Ken Honda. And I mean, it's fairly obvious, but money comes and goes. And it shifts and sometimes it's coming in and sometimes it's not. And when you have an awareness of that, you can also look at the thing that doesn't come and go is you, your experience with money. So you get to choose, Well, you can't choose necessarily when it's coming in and coming out or what amounts it is, I mean, you might be able to to some degree, you do have a uh, full domain over how you react and respond and relate to money by having an open conversation on a semi-regular basis you are what you're saying that energy that you're putting forward is that you're normalizing the conversation and you're you're taking that money off that pedestal because it definitely doesn't belong there. It's not the end-all be-all. It's not that important in life. There's other things. Well, I guess that depends on who you are. Maybe it is the most important thing to you. That's a different conversation. But while money is coming and going through your life and it's coming towards you and away from you, the thing that you have domain over is how you respond and react and relate to that and as you kind of pointed out earlier, you know, is it your friend or is it your enemy? Is it someone you never ever talk to? And and you know, you you actually mentioned this once before, and I did. I want to bring this up um, because it was so perfect the way you explained it. Was imagine, and I'm paraphrasing here, so I apologize. But you're like, imagine when you're in a, a relationship with someone, and that person is always giving to you, and you're just taking. And you never show up to any of the things that they want to do. And you never put in time and energy into them. And every time they bring up things to talk about, you never engage with them. You never discuss anything with them. How is that going to work out? Because that's how you're relating to money if you're not talking about it. How do you think money feels literally? Why would, why would money show up at your house all the time and be free with you if all you're doing is ignoring it and suppressing it and pretending that it doesn't exist or saying it's horrible and greedy and I hate you. No person is going to be around you if you're, you're acting that way towards them. So why would money? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So think about that. By not talking about it, by not you know going into any subjects of it, and trying to figure it all out for yourself. And then asking yourself, well, could okay, money never comes to me. Well, no wonder, you know? Yeah. So, I, I think it's phenomenal to just get it out in the open and discuss it. It's not that big of a deal at yeah. all. And when you start to realize that, oh my gosh, the freedom that you feel just by getting it out there is tremendous. And that is what I call a small win. And then you turn that small win into a big one. You take that momentum from being free of the anxiety or the worry around money. Maybe like you said, the money problem isn't gone yet, but it will be soon. But the idea that you're free of the anxiousness or the overwhelm or the worry, that's that's actually a huge win in my opinion and you can then put that into the next thing, which we'll talk about in another conversation.
0: Yeah, and it's like there is no problem; like there only is. So wherever we find ourselves, that's where we are. It's not a problem; it's just it, it is what is. So let's move forward. Let's point the sail in the right direction, and let's let's throw a party on the sailboat and keep heading towards the
1: island. You know, I I I, I like that you brought this up, and I learned this from Peter Krohn, and I would love to share this uh, because. It's just so simple and it's really thought-provoking. It's the idea of what a problem actually is. So I would ask, you know, for you, what is a problem? Like, how would you describe the definition of a problem?
0: Ooh, Uh, I'm the one hosting here. How would you describe the definition? (laughs) Fair enough. So I mean, honestly, to me, I think A problem to me at this point is just maybe an a point in our path that requires a sense of vulnerability to overcome. That's what probably would be at least like in this moment, what the best. The best
1: definition I could come up with. And and I think for you, that's correct. Um, <laughs> I was going to go in a different direction, or I should say Peter Crone went in a different direction, and and this is what I would love to share. Yeah, I'm excited. and that, that. that is an element of it, 100%. A problem is, if you dissect it, it's a th- an occurrence that happens. So something happens. So let's say a wave crashes into shore. Then there's you as the observer of the occurrence. So you witness the wave crash into the shore. Then you up here decide to pass a judgment on that occurrence happening. So the wave crashes. You're either saying, that's horrible. I'm afraid of that. That's scary. Or you could pass a judgment in a positive direction, which is that looks awesome and fun. I'm gonna go ride the waves. So a problem only exists up here because of your own creation. You are responding to an occurrence that happens. So this is this was a a challenging thing that I, I did in one of his workshops. He was he was then asking people to inviting people in, like, hey, you know, let's let's test this out. So right now in your life, what is a major problem that you're experiencing? For me, it looked like I might be losing my apartment. And and in Aspen, that's a big problem. It's very hard to find housing here and it's very, very expensive. So I'm looking at this idea that I might have to move as a massive, massive problem. So much so that I'm feeling anxiety and stress and overwhelm for several days then I get presented with Peter's class and this idea. And so the next part of this, which is, and again, I'm paraphrasing, is now let's look at this occurrence, which is you might have to find a place to live from a different angle, from maybe a positive angle. Can you find an opportunity there? It's something you actually taught me a long time ago, which is how is this situation happening for me? So I started to examine that and I started to realize, okay, well, it's not what I would choose. The truth is, is my place is smaller than I would like. It might be time for me to expand and grow. Maybe I can find a place with a better location. Maybe I could find a place with more windows. I started thinking about all these other possibilities. Point being is, It's only a problem if I say it is. If I pass judgment on the occurrence, that wave is just a wave. Mm
0: -hmm. It's not
1: good or bad. But if I say that it's scary or I had a, I almost drowned when I was a kid, then that wave is probably very scary to me. But that's just up here Mm -hmm. versus, you know, looking at it, passing judgment in another way. Yeah. So I I wanted to share that because I love this idea that problems don't actually exist, as you kind of pointed out. Yeah. There's just things that happen. And then there's our response to what happened. Yeah. So, how are you responding? And if we bring this all the way back to money, if you don't talk about money and, and for whatever reason, it doesn't actually matter the reason or who told you or why you don't talk about money, none of those things are important. All you have to do is ask yourself, by me not talking about money most of my life or by me avoiding my money situations, is that helping me or is that hurting me? It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And if it's hurting you, just try something different. Talk to a friend, coworker, whoever, call me, hit me up, you know, on the thebigsplit.com or thebigsplitwithlucas.com, reach out to me. And we'll have a conversation about it because who wants to feel money stress, money worry, money anxiety, um, money fear? None of those things feel good unless mm-hmm. you're into SM and you know that's your thing, you know. But and in, in yeah. that case, don't call me, or maybe I like- <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I think I like thinking about how. I often think about in the sense of that whole like problems don't exist type of thing is almost like a baby crying say like on a bus that you're on or an airplane yeah. it's like it can in your like can it be annoying i mean maybe like it depends on how you let it touch you cuz in the end that baby's not trying to hurt you That baby has no actual connection with you. It's a baby just crying. And you're a stranger on the bus near it. Like it has no intent to be hurting you. There is nothing being sent your way that's negative. There is nothing that you personally are dealing with at the moment, other than your own reaction to a situation. And that's like anything. Like if money is that crying baby in your life, like, yes, you can just ignore, ignore. Chances are it might start crying again and then you're gonna ignore, ignore, maybe turn up the music in your headphones, maybe do everything you can to block it out. But until you realize, oh wait, this is all with inside of me. Like the only equation here lies within me. I think that's the ticket to freedom.
1: It's like, 100%. cause that, you know. I love that you shared that with me once before in a personal situation I was experiencing and it was incredibly helpful because I was like, oh, I can get off the bus, I can get off the plane, and and I think like I'll never see that baby again. But the truth is, there will be another baby (laughs) crying, and at that point, if I haven't dealt with my shit, yeah, it got it gets worse, and then one day I explode, you know, because of a baby, a harmless baby, right? Again, to your point, because that's within me, and that's the same thing with money. It's your relationship with money or non-relationship with money is within you and you have control over that and you can change it like that. Yeah. The one caveat to that I would say is if you are currently experiencing a tremendous amount of overwhelm, you've never even heard the idea that you could just change things like that, then you might not be able to change it that quickly. There might be a progression there like learning a new language, that's going to take some time and some practice. And there's lots of people that can help you with that and guide you on that, including myself, and Kevin, obviously. But the idea is you it's time to recognize that this idea that permeates society, which is we don't talk about that, it's not polite, whatever, is the laying part of the foundation for having a horrible, shitty relationship with money. And that each one of us as an individual is actually responsible for ourselves and for changing that. Mm-hmm. If you're on the bus with the crying baby, the only person responsible for your reaction is you. Yep. And if you're at a place which, where you're going to implode or you're gonna yell at the baby, for instance, Well, then that might be a sign that something needs to shift, you know? And yeah, will it be irritating, you're tired or whatever the situation is? Is that the thing you would choose to have happen? No, but if you're at that place where you're ready to implode or things are imploding all exploding all around you, well, then it's time to look at that and not just the surface things like... I'm in a ton of debt or I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Those are just results of the deeper issue. The deeper issue is what are you, how are you responding and reacting and relating to money? And if you're not talking about it, that is a choice that you have been making to not relate to money. That is your relationship to money to avoid it. Yeah. Is is that helping you?
0: And I love that sense of responsibility because I really do believe that like, I mean, just look at the word responsibility. It's our ability to respond. I think we have this idea that as we have more success in life and these are the people who are the most responsible for so many things and the higher up in a company you go, you have more responsibilities. But guess what? Like the person who made it to that higher up in the company is the person who has the ability to respond to situations in a healthy manner. That's why someone say, who's the man in the world with the most responsibility? Like, I don't know, maybe like a president or maybe like someone leading a nation. And it's like that person is viewed at at least by the people, hopefully, who voted him into office, but like (laughs) that he has an ability or she has an ability to respond to what is. Mm -hmm. And it's like responsibility doesn't mean your life looks perfect your life looks glorious. It's actually the opposite. It's actually the universe throwing the craziest things in your direction and testing your ability to respond to it in a healthy, productive manner. And that is, I think, just so cool to think about that we don't need a career to develop responsibility. We don't need a certain income to develop a sense of responsibility. Like our responsibility completely lies in our ability to respond to any situation that is presented to us. If it's good, it's not being egoically pleased by the outcome. If it's bad, it's not being attached to a situation that we projected to be happening. You know, it's literally just looking at things for what they are and responding to what is. And as we said, there is no such thing as a problem. It just is what is. So how do we respond?
1: your ability to respond is like a language or a workout that you naturally progress at. It takes yeah. you're not going to be an expert. You know, if you want to be a professional baseball player, you don't just step onto the field. Like that's a natural progression in a lot of concentrated focus, hard work to get there. So if you have a goal to um, be a millionaire, a billionaire, like there's going to be a lot of hard work and focus that's required to get to that place. And anything else that you do in life, if you want to be like really buff, if, if you're currently out of shape and your goal is to be in shape, whatever that looks like for you, then it's going to take focus and work and you're going to have to show up each day. Money is the same thing. People do treat money like this horrible relationship that they're in where they just ignore and suppress and pretend that money is not important. And if you did that with anyone in your life, anyone, even a family member would eventually get sick and tired of you treating them that way. Um, You know, so why would you expect money to show up in your life if you're treating it like a horrible relationship? So... That's exactly what I wanted to chat about today. And I know like as we go into things, you know, we'll go deeper into a lot of these different things that we've touched on. But what I would leave the listeners with today is this simple idea of, you know, last week I asked you to reflect on how you relate to money. And we'll get into that uh, very, very soon, I promise. But this is an extension of that. By pretending or not talking about money, that is a choice you are making to avoid money, which is part of the way that you're relating to money. You're avoiding it. What happens when you avoid things in your life? They get awesome or not? It's just that simple.
0: Well, I just realized now that like when you avoid things, it leads to a void in your life.
1: Very good point. It really does. It really does. And... That void, I would like to think it creates almost like a vacuum, which is uh, anxiety and overwhelm and stress. Yeah,
0: or almost just a feeling of emptiness, a feeling like we're not where we're supposed to be or a feeling we're not, we haven't made it to where we're supposed to be be, or our bank account doesn't have the
1: number it should have or whatever it may be. Yeah. But why would it, if you're not paying any attention to it, why would it be anywhere other than where it's at right now? And, yeah. and that's the thing. It goes back to that ability to respond. It's about, you know, dissecting what the problem a, a problem actually is and recognizing that a problem is just your ability to respond. If it's hard and stressful, you don't have a great ability to respond to things. If the baby's crying and you're yelling at the baby, your ability to respond is at an amateur level. Mm-hmm. If the baby is crying and you're actually helping the mother or offering something and you're pleasant, your ability to respond, I would say is like a Zen Buddhist monk or something like that. Yeah. You know? So there's there's the spectrum and you can't get to the monk level. You have to start here and you have to naturally progress. And, and guess what? You know, that'll be, you know, a rocky road, but it's, it's worth it. Yeah. The relationship with money. Same thing.
0: And I think it's just recognizing that once we do this once, once we uh, realize like, whoa, I responded to that baby, like I must be a monk. It's like, no, the universe is going to throw you a different situation very soon after it sure. for, to, to test your ability to respond in a different way. And I don't I don't say the word test as in like the universe is testing us and stuff like that. It's more of just for growth, like we're learning things about ourselves right. as the universe is witnessing its own power through us. So it's like the more diverse of situations we get comfortable responding to in a healthy way. I think the better we'll feel about all the areas of our life, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for episode two. I think that was a really, really beautiful conversation. I know I gained a lot of insight from that conversation. And
1: Likewise. I appreciate, again, the opportunity. And I love that we are starting this. I love that we are choosing to uh, show up for ourselves and for each other and for anyone else that's listening and just starting the conversation. And I feel like, I mean, I've already seen a good response of it from, from episode one. And it just feels right to to put this out there and, and then to also invite people, you know, to continue the conversation in your own world, yeah, you know, with your people and have that start to flow.
0: Yeah. You know? And I'd like to just leave a tip. Um, and Lucas mentioned this before, something that's really helped both myself and him is in these beginning stages, when it's kind of tough to start seeing some of the clarity among this, is asking that simple question, how is this happening for me? Um, Because that literally just flips the kind of script of life. Um, Now, all of a sudden, if you're in the situation of the baby crying, it's like, how is this happening for me? Oh, it's actually so I can recognize within myself how powerful and strong and calm and responsible I am. You know, it gives us an opportunity to see where we're at in the journey. And that's it's like. Or it's helping us in a very weird way that we have no idea, you know, what
1: I mean? (laughs) I mean, there's a a gazillion scenarios there, but I would also say that, you know, that baby could be crying and maybe you do not respond very well. And you don't think of, to ask the question, how is this happening for me in the moment? But later on, a couple of days later, a week later, you remember, Mm. or you're hearing this at Mm. that time. And you can go back and say, how is that happening for me? And- there's still a lesson to be learned there. Just because you didn't show up in that moment the way you wanted to, it's that's okay. That was part of the lesson to reflect on. So there is no right or wrong way for any of this. It's just looking at it from that perspective. And I will say that when you taught me this technique, which is insanely simple, and the best techniques always are, is it really shifted the course of my life because, I was the guy on the bus thinking you got to be kidding me. How is this happening? Like his shit always happens to me. Like I had that running in my head and the more AKA you, victim mentality. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then when I started to do this, I've had I had numerous instances where the universe presented me with options, opportunities to show up. Some of them I didn't do so good in the beginning. But then I graduated a little bit each time and eventually I started responding fairly well to the surprise of the other people who only knew me my entire life as responding poorly.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, it it can get almost comical, I feel like, because you'll find yourselves once you get in this habit, you almost like. It's not that you look forward to problems, but there is a sense of excitement in In the exactly in the what we call problems, as we discussed, they don't really exist, but like in these sticky areas or random situations. And I've always been someone like when I have these random say, like interactions with strangers or something like that could trigger, or I feel coming up inside of me, or something, it's really fun because when we can say, Oh, how is this happening for me? and again, this might not might not stick for a while, it might come a week later when we realize like, Oh, now I see why I didn't get that big job. It's because this other one was in 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 the picture. And I got that like, that is sometimes how it plays out. But other times, it's just more in the moment. And how is this happening for me? It can be funny because we don't need to answer it. We don't need to figure out the answer to that question. Like there's no, we're never going to know that answer again. It's just flipping the way that we're viewing this life. It's not changing yeah. the tangible things. It's just flipping how we're seeing it. And, and it's almost way comical because it's another like, way to this put is terrible. Is, and
1: how is right. this happening for me? I have no idea. Like <laughs> another way to put that, which I really loved and why it really landed with me so much was that it actually takes you from victim mindset into a place of empowerment uh, or whatever word you want to use there. Uh, takes you out of lack and into abundance just by asking the question inside. And like you said, you don't need the answer. So instead of why does this always happen to me? Or, oh my God, this is always happens to me. No, the world doesn't exist for you. Like it's <laughs> not there just for you. And it's not purposely putting a baby on, on the, you know, whatever, just to mess with you. That's, they got it, God or the universe, whatever it is that you believe in has better things to be doing. But it's there if you choose to have the opportunity for growth And when you see that, you get away from the victim mindset and you shift immediately into this place of, oh, wait, I actually have the ability to respond. I'm taking responsibility for myself in this situation, saying, okay, which bring it all the way back to the money. If you're not talking about it and you got problems, well you put yourself there by not talking about it and amongst other things the more you start talking about it and the more you start taking action you are responding you're you're you know choosing to respond and take responsibility for your situation mm. everything shifts everything, yeah you know yeah and at the
0: end of the day with all the money problems i faced and everything it's like when i asked that question throughout my journey it was now when I look back, how is this all happening for me? It's like, it's very clear in certain areas of why it was all happening and how it was. Um, And I think that is just that whole sense of, we're not here to be right. We're here to ask the questions and let the answers look like whatever they look like. Not be attached to what that looks like a number in the bank account. And that's going to one day when I have this number, I'm going to be in a good relationship. No, it's like looking at what exactly is now. How can we accept that? How can we Look at it from a lens of this is happening for me. I may not see it now. I may not ever see, but at least in this moment, I feel a sense of like the universe is hugging me, even though this external situation is batshit crazy. And I'm, and I really am frustrated by it. And you can laugh at that stuff too. Like I've literally, like, you know, like been outside smoking a spliff and looked up at the universe and be like, why is this happening for me? Like, why? Like it's frustrating when you have that sense of, this is happening for me and that's what leads to this comical kind of like way to respond to life because it's like man like nothing i see is truly what it is it's such a bigger picture thing including our money and that's where it can be talked about in a light sense we can talk about it with our friends use our resources wisely if we have those people in our life and like lucas said in today's world we're so surrounded by so many outlets of people there to teach and and willing to share their experience and everything so I think, yeah, in the end, just be open and trust the process and just keep 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 knowing that the universe does have our back like we are in this for a reason. And if it's in the darker end of your journey right now, it's it's happening so that you can actually feel the sense of the darkness so that when the light appears, it there's an actual relative and meaningfulness to it. Because yep. um, you know, sure, without so. the darkness, the light is nothing. I agree. So yeah, Cool. Well, cool. I love it, love it, love it. I could obviously continue for like hours, but we'll save it for the next episode. Um thank you though. That was that was super dope. This combo thank you. It it, that yeah. was fun.
1: Um yeah, I appreciate it and I'm excited for next week. And we'll just kind of keep the ball rolling. And you know, I will point out I, I don't know how long this has gone on, but sometimes it'll be a long conversation, sometimes it'll be a shorter conversation. But I I in order to make an impact to the listeners. Um, I would love to always focus and anchor our conversation around one specific thing. And I think the you know sometimes that requires a really, really deep dive and sometimes it's just a deep dive.- uh-huh. um, But I do think that these are the things that a lot of people aren't really exploring very much of, and I think it's worth doing that because yeah, it's at the root of everything.
0: Yeah. And in a very physical, literal sense, I was very scared of diving in all sorts until I moved to Tulum. And then I got actually into some cenotes and actually really checked out the ocean in a sense and found out that there's a lot of beauty the deeper you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so, yeah, I'm excited Great. to keep continuing our dive together just so I continue to learn and that, you know, hopefully people can resonate with what we're talking about. And yeah, we'd love to hear your guys' comments and feedback for whoever is listening. Feel free to to shoot us some messages and, and chat about it all. That's what we're doing and that's what we love to do. So we'll be back Thank next you. Monday for the next episode. Lucas, have the best week of your entire life. And
1: uh, everyone else out there do the same. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good.